Good morning. Our order service this morning is on page 167 in your hymnal, and we rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your husband and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated as we continue with the opening hymn, the entrance hymn, hymn 873. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. 
For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Pray together the Collect. Almighty and ever living God, you have given great and precious promises to those who believe. Grant us a perfect faith which overcomes all doubts through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. Good morning. Good morning. Our first reading is from the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your hearts turn away and you're not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. Do not live alone in the land you are crossing the Jordan and enter and possess. This day I call 
heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Let us set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the will of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be The second reading is from Philemon. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker. Also to Aphia, our sister, and to Achivas, our fellow soldier. And the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and ordered to do what you ought to do, but yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. That I appeal to you for my son Onemesis, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now 
has become useful both to you and to me. I'm sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent, that any favor you would do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason you were separated for a little while was that he might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dear to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing you this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me for your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you and the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, covered of your obedience. I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read the Hallelujah on page 173. According to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you, can, um, you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Please be seated as we sing hymn 688.
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I want my first words to be words of comfort because after a gospel lesson like we just read, whew, my goodness. Indeed, I would expect us to say, well, then who can be termed as a child of God? Who can be a Christian if we are not ready to give up everything that we have and everything maybe, I don't know, hopes and dreams and all kinds of things to be a child of God? And after we have this, this uh, situation set out for us, suppose you want to build something. Well, my wife and I, we were in Nigeria, and uh, across the path from where our place was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of what you, I guess cinder blocks, but, but the, the, the Nigerian port, part of cinder blocks. And those blocks are... Uh, lightly uh, hydrated cement that holds a certain amount, then you're supposed to buy them, you're supposed to put them in the wall, and then you're supposed to coat them with mud or whatever material. I'm not an expert in building in Nigeria, so I didn't know what they would put on the outside, but it wouldn't be the blocks because that was just the frame. Well, the person never got around to doing that and what happened is those those blocks as they were sitting there they looked perfectly fine but because of all the rain and all the uh, biology that had uh, taken place due to lack of action in putting those up those blocks were totally useless if you would pick one up on the one side it would break in two and you couldn't use it at all. Oh, the money that must have been spent and people uh, in that part of the world simply don't have that kind of money just, just flowing out of their ears. Somebody had made a big mistake. And we have these kinds of things uh, with the battles and that sort of thing, won't you? Take a look at what, and boy, if you're, if you're somebody, and you can read between the lines on this one, but if you're somebody who thinks that you have even a lot of soldiers, a lot more, and you think you can just storm into somebody else's country and, uh, and take over their land, maybe it, it's worth reconsidering. This is, I guess, equated to following the Lord. There's a lot of people out there who consider themselves Christian. They wear the crosses and that sort of thing. But sometimes the life that they lead doesn't seem to equate. Now, how do we follow that? Do we point fingers? Do we condemn them because they don't take their religion seriously? Or perhaps they take their religion way too seriously. There's all of these charges going on. What does it really mean to follow Christ? Now to cut to the quick, when we have these law-based lessons here, uh, one of them is 
is to Philemon. And just imagine this. There was a time, and it's even in Levitical law, where if you became, um, if you became uh, debt-ridden to such an extent to where you couldn't repay your debts, what you would do as a family, head of the family, is you would indenture yourself or even your family to another family. That became slavery or servitude. And you have the, the, the year of Jubilee. After so many years, then the debt is paid and everybody gets to be free again. But of course, you realize that that limits how much you can borrow because if somebody says, let's see, I got the year of Jubilee. Okay, I can indenture this family for so many years. I'll get so much out of them. So I'll lend you so much and no more. But there, are also, there was also slavery. Now, we know that slavery is not appropriate because we have the Magna Carta. We have, we have this, this belief that all are equal. How, how well are we doing on that one? Everyone's equal, right? So you go to work and you say, hey, boss, I have an idea. And your boss says, shut up. And you go, no, wait. Let me explain. And then your boss says, you're fired. That's what equality is, right? And, you know, people who have really a lot of money may think that if they say it once, twice, or three times, everybody believes the way they believe because they're just that good. Or you see somebody who has a different skin color or something like that, you welcome them into your house just as much as you would welcome anyone else into your house. How are we doing with all of that? Let me venture to say not too well. Now, the Apostle Paul, while loving Onesimus, or while loving um, uh, Philemon, he kind of, he I don't know, I felt like, I felt a little sucker punch or two. Where Onesimus, who was a slave who ran away from Philemon, becomes Christian, and then Paul is trying to say, because Paul has a relationship with, with, uh, with Philemon, Paul is saying, hey, I'm going to send it back to you because I don't want to be accused of stealing anybody's servants or anything like that. So I'm going to send him back to you. He is a brother in Christ. He is a Christian. Treat him as such. Oh, by the way, I'll pay for everything that he owes you. But of course, you know that you owe me your very self. Bam. Got sucker punched there. Paul is saying, I'll pay for everything, but come on, you know the score. And in a way, when you think about our relationship to, to God through Christ Jesus, there's sort of the same dynamics working there. Where Jesus says, I love you. Follow me. And your brothers and sisters, if they, if they owe you anything, I will pay 
And so what, what is the dynamic there? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Why should we do that? Because we owe Christ everything. And here it is laid out for us in the gospel. Jesus says, if you do not, then you cannot. And our response, if we're going to be honest, is we do not and we cannot. But who is the one who considered the cost? Who is the one who considered all of the ramifications of his plans? Was it us? Certainly not. We make plans all the time. And then, and then we trash the plans because, well, you know, something else happened. Or something happened, someone happened, this happened, that happened, the economy, this and that. And so it's wise for us to cut, fi cut, fish and, cut bait and fish, cut, cut bait and and haul the boat out. There you go. But what is the cost that was paid for us? And this is the good news for us because Jesus the Christ is the ransom. The ransom for what? For all, for sin of all mankind. Jesus suffered and died for us on the cross so that we can sit here today and we can say thank you because just as much as, as Philemon is a partner of Paul, we are a partner of Christ. And Christ speaks to us and says, on the one hand, go and sin no more. And we go, gulp. But on the other hand, he says, I have made you whole. I have paid for all of your sins. And he gives us the faith to believe that. And we come and we baptize our children. Or, if you're an adult, you, you come and you are baptized into the sufferings and death of Jesus Christ. You are buried with him in baptism so that just like he rose again, you can rise again. And today we celebrate the Lord's Supper in which we consume the body and blood of Christ. Why? Because he said, take, eat. This is my body. Take, drink. This is my blood. And we know that even though we may try to explain it away or to use all kinds of mental gymnastics to bend it to our way, it is Christ's way that matters. And Christ at another time, it's not here, but it is certainly sounds as harsh as our text today, was if you do not consume me, you do not have any part in me. And in response to this, a lot of disciples stopped following Jesus. They said, oh, this is a hard saying. Who can take it in? And Jesus, after 
the crowd thinned a bit, looked at his disciples and say, are you two going to leave? And his disciples said, one of his disciples answered and said, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And indeed, no matter what is said about what we should or what we haven't done, or what we could do, or maybe we think we could do, but we know we can't, Christ beckons to us. Come to me, all of you who are heavy laden, heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Why? Because he took it on himself. Now you may not sense God's providence all the time. You may not sense His watching over you. But Jesus Christ is not the kind of person to crowd you and to make you feel uncomfortable. Let's say like your mother or father who says, oh, I see you haven't cleaned your room. Of course, I mean, we're way past that, right? Maybe it's your spouse who says, pick up your you know, pants or... Aren't you going to hang that up or aren't you going to fold some of that clothes? Aren't you going to cut the grass? That sort of thing. And, I mean, there's creative ways of that happening, right? You know, well, if you don't do it by such and so a time, I'll just go ahead and do it myself. Ow, sucker punch, right? Pow. But Jesus Christ doesn't do that. He doesn't. He's always there offering his hands pierced by our sins. And he's always, and he did say on the cross, God forgive them, they know not what they do. And he, and he believes it because we don't. Oftentimes we sin and we don't realize it and then somebody points out our sin and then we say, uh-uh, and we defend ourselves, right? We do that. It's a defense mechanism. Why? Because of pride, because of whatever it is we have. But realize that, like it was, it was uh, stated in the, in the Old Testament uh, lesson, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction, for I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. And this was, was the land flowing with milk and honey promised to, our, to, to the, the, the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And finally, it was happening, and, and it's sort of like a pinch-me moment. And how did that work out? Well, if you know anything about history, you know anything about the Bible, it started out okay, but then it didn't work out so well. And after several exiles and after half of the tribe uh, just completely disappearing because of the... Uh, uh, because of um, the Assyrian uh, 
vanquishing Israel and Israel being carted off and only Judah being left. And even so, look today. The promised city is divided into three. Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. We don't need any further convincing than that Jesus is the one who finishes. And when you finish with Jesus, you finish well because he is the one who's done everything for you. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to get, go, oh, look at the time. I got other things to do. I got other fish to fry. I got more important priorities. No, you, each and every one of you, is Jesus' priority. He suffered and he died for each and every one of you. And there are many he suffered and died for who simply will not follow him. And what a shame that is. But thanks be to God that you have listened to the faith that God himself has given to you. And you follow, sometimes strongly, at other times less so. But the fact that you follow means that you have the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you care what God thinks means that you have faith, and that faith works well in you. Pray. Keep in prayer that faith that God gives to you, because that is the way to everlasting life. Give thanks to God, for He has done what we are not willing to do, nor can we pull off. Because we, like we say in the confession and absolution at the beginning of the service, we are all poor, miserable sinners. But thanks be to Christ that He is perfect and He is willing to do what we cannot do. May these words be comfort to yourself as you continue to go out and labor and find purpose in your life by working at your job honestly, by working at your home, in your community, and in your congregation. May God bless all of those efforts as you strive to be who you are, a child of Christ. Amen. We rise and we make our Christian confession by the words of the Nicene Creed on page 174. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in all and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God is the Son of God, the God is the
Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O God, our King, you counted the terrible cost of our salvation and sent your Son to give his life on the cross. Inspire our hearts to trust fully in his sacrificial victory that we would follow in his way through death into eternal life. Lord, in your mercy, divine shepherd, you give life to your church through your holy word. Grant your people always to walk in your way and receive your blessings as they serve you in the world and in the life to come. Bless all pastors and, and church workers and bless all people who come in and worship you in your house. Lord, in your mercy. <coughs> Heavenly Father, you are our life and length of days and you set before us your gift of life, and your holy word. Preserve your institutions of marriage and family. Guard husbands and wives, parents and children, both from despising and from idolizing one another. Instead, let every relationship in the home exemplify your unconditional love for us in Christ and grant that all might follow him in their service to one another. Lord, in your mercy. Good Lord, preserve us from the ways of the wicked and prosper us in your paths. We commend to you all who, hear, who bear office in our land and ask that you make them a blessing to those they serve. Grant to us every joy in the calling you have given to us as we might render service to you in our works of love toward our neighbor. Remember those in need of honest labor and daily bread and give them gainful employment according to your good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. O Lord, give the strength of the Spirit to all who are suffering or in any kind of need, and especially to those we have been asked to remember. And of course, we add those people who are listed in our bulletin, but we also remember William uh, Clayson, who has hip surgery, Jasper Smith, health issue, Shirley Sanchez, knee injury, Carol uh, Nosh, uh, recovery for hip replacement, and um, uh, Blakely Estevez, baby Blakely Estevez, thanksgiving for remission from cancer. Lord, we ask that they may all have the courage and will to take up their crosses and follow the Savior through their sufferings and the joys of life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you have set before us life and death, blessing and curse in your holy word. Now at the altar, through his own word, your son sets before us his own body and blood. Grant that all who receive the sacrament today might do so with prepared, penitent hearts, rejoicing 
in your gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation for the sake of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, preserve us, O Lord, from all temptation and grant us faith that we may rest uh, all our prayers and the desires of our hearts in your merciful arms for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. continue with the offertory. truly good, right, and salutary that we should all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his gracious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gather in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in His kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy 
Jesus Christ on the night when he's betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. This do for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Welcome to the table of the Lord.
the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen, preserve, and keep you steadfast in the true faith from now until life everlasting. Depart in his peace. Canticle on page 181. pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his favor upon you and give you his peace. We close with hymn 921. Please be seated. Mm -hmm. 